Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I am Demetri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And we are looking at the team with a microscope on its new quarterback and uh, Lauren. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here. We have been waiting for this team to put together a complete game. And they looked like a complete on Sunday like there is no other way to say it no there's not I mean in a way like thanks for not teasing anyone yeah you know like thank you for that thank you for not giving anyone the impression that you might win or want to be there like I noticed people getting about their day yeah (laughs) yeah I told I texted you like at halftime I recorded the second half and took a bike ride I missed the first half as I was seeing an an, like a a screening of the craft Uh uh-huh um, at Alamo in cosplay. Yeah. So I missed the first, <laughs> I missed the first half. And uh, but I saw the entire second half. No, I mean every second of yeah. it. Every second of it. By it the was... way, uh your uh your cosplay, my wife uh saw on Instagram and showed it to me and said, Doesn't Lauren look hot? And I said, oh, Okay, you. I can acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, of course. <laughs> All right. As always, the show is brought to you by the folks at Graffiti 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. You probably think of them as a high-end cocktail bar where people get together to throw axes and they are but they are also a great place to watch football every sunday 19 tvs they are giving away weekly prizes from their beer sponsor every sunday plus tons of specials on bourbon pours blanton's is ten dollars eagle rare nine dollars so is angels envy McKenna 10-year, Haven Hill 7-year, and Buffalo Trace. Those are all $8 a pour. There are plenty of great specials and plenty of great views, and you can still throw axes on a football Sunday at Graffiti. It is a different way to watch the NFL, and we hope you will do it. Uh, Graffiti, axes, art, and I can't remember what the third thing is. Let's say cocktails. 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Lauren, I don't even know why we ask. Uh, Bryce had a mixture. (laughs) of too short and very tall and strapping but the very tall and strapping came when the game was already out of hand so it doesn't yeah matter. so it still had short energy to it B- Wait, the, the short energy not all his fault of course the panthers have major short person and energy right now can we talk about fox putting up that graphic i texted it to you because yeah, i did. saw it like almost i i think it was like as it was happening i rewound it because i kept missing it to try yeah. to take the picture yeah they had the height graphic yeah for people that missed it fox put up a graphic that said uh you know the average nfl quarterback is 6-3 and bryce young is 5-10 shortest in the league right stuff anybody you don't even have to watch the panthers if you follow the nfl at this point you know bryce young is significantly shorter than other quarterbacks in the league right well i mean to be fair this is what happens on tv right like how often did you hear about virginia tech's lunch pail (laughs) right you know and they would always say it and they have to i get it but they would always say it as if it were the first time anyone had ever talked about it yeah it would be like oh you know they have this lunch pail i'd be like yeah or like when mike (laughs) london at virginia was a cop and every game they'd be like you know he used to be yes we do know hey did you know hunter Renfro started his career as walk-on what yeah Exactly. Jack kind of Bentley, stuff. quarterback at uh, at South Carolina during that same time. Did you know he should be in high school right now? Like, yeah, there were a lot yeah. of these. Exactly. Like, and they just beat it to death. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, this is it's already a hot button issue with NFL quarterbacks. So, of course. So, and when he's struggling, it makes it so much easier to put that graphic up. Although I think they'd be doing it anyway, even just to highlight like, oh, wow, agreed. he's short and still thriving. So here's something that stood out to me watching that when they put that up. This is the second week in a row that whoever doing play by play or in this case, the producer has acknowledged that that the analyst who actually played in the NFL 
went on an extended diatribe yes. about it's not like he just got short. He has been successful at this <laughs> size his entire career. And so I get it. You're right. It is the talking point that can, you know, the casuals can feel like they're learning something about football. But the second that goes up, you basically have Daryl Johnston telling the producer yes. he is wasting everyone's time. Yes, which I, I mean, I did respect that, actually. <laughs> like, it was just funny to kind of hear them, like, talk through it in real time almost. Like, yeah, he's the shortest in the end. And it's like, well, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the two interceptions in the first half. Mm. Uh, the one in the backfield that Aiden Hutchinson picked off, I, I know that one looks worse. I honestly, watching it on replay, can see why he thought he could make that play. It was the interception on the sideline yeah. that was unforgivable. That was bad. Yeah. That was real bad. You can't throw that. No, 100%. No. Mm -hmm. uh, before we move on with the show, I think we do, we, we talked about like how you sort of talk about Chandler Zavala because that was a really scary yeah. period of time. Like Definitely. Fox looked confused as to what to do. And I think all of our minds went straight to Damar Hamlin. There's no sure. way it doesn't. Or, or you know, and anytime somebody's down for that, anytime the cart comes out, yeah. no matter what, it's like, ooh, this is bad. And this could like potentially change someone's life, whatever this injury is. And yeah. like when you're down that long, I and mean, everyone's praying, it's like, it's just not, it's not good. But yeah. I'm so glad. 100%. He seems to be like, maybe not okay, okay, but like. Okay enough to travel, yes. to leave the hospital, yes. to go home with the team, yes. all that stuff. I mean, and, and that's where we're going to leave it until we know more. Yeah. Like, I would guess he's probably not working out this week, <laughs> attending practice. <laughs> How could he? I wouldn't. But either way, like, we'll just leave it at, you know, we're glad it is where it is. And get back to the point of this show, which is complaining about everything regarding the Carolina Panthers. I, oh, I'm ready. I, I want you to talk about the simplified offense uh, tweet you sent me or text you sent me just because you have so much more long-term animosity towards Dave Tepper and it's earned. Don't get me wrong. It is earned, but this is beyond it's not that long-term to be honest. Well, really the last couple of years, but yes, not, not from the get-go. No. I mean, did I think he was like a, a guy I'd want to hang out with? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Like, no, <laughs> do, do I ever want to be in a room alone with them? Not particularly. You know, when uh, I hear about the brass, you know, okay. you know, so, I just, I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Like you do you, you have your sense I of humor. Wanted, I would not do well with that. I do want to tell you when I first heard about the brass balls on his desk, I swear to God, Lauren, my first thought was Lauren Brownlow is going to hate this. Yeah, I, this <laughs> I mean, that anecdote was like, uh, yeah, I'm already not going to like you as a person, but honestly, all the owners are like most of the owners are bad sure. people. So like I don't care if you're a bad person as long as you're good at running the team, as long as you don't hurt anyone else. Oh, well, Lauren, like guess what? He's uh, not. Th that's <laughs> hence my animosity. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Let's talk about that story about the simplified offense idea coming from Dave Tepper, because I have some really strong right, feelings came, about this. Originally, it came from a story from Jonathan Jones from CBS mm -hmm. Sports, who great friend of our show even yep. if he doesn't know it yet because he's my <laughs> friend and your friend um but anyway jj's great and he knows how to report things in such a way where he's not going to come right out and say like the pants you know what i mean yeah. like he's going to make it seem like indirect but that was something that was coming out after his piece came out that they wanted to simplify the offense mm -hmm. for bryce young was that like that's coming from david tepper and i'm like excuse me yeah just that, is that the football coach? That's weird. I thought that that I thought they hired someone and paid him a lot of money to be the, be the football coach. So, so like I'm I'm confused by this. And also, I'm sorry. Can we just address this for one moment? We've all seen this offense all year, right? Yeah, yeah. How much simpler can it get? Uh, is he borrowing a middle school playbook from nearby? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Like, yeah. wh what exactly needs to be dumbed down here? He wants to go back to that goofy cartoon of how to play a football. Um, that is all just hand the ball off, run forward. It's a, uh, it's a scrum. We're going back to rugby uh, with the Carolina Panthers. No, going back to to your point, the <laughs> what you said about you know did didn't he hire people and pay them a lot of money? This goes back to something that Joe Ovis and I talked about on the midweek talk through is the difference between the early days of Tom Dundon owning the Canes, where it was like, mm -hmm. does this guy know what he's doing? versus Dave Tepper is sure. that at some point Dundon realized let the hockey guys worry about hockey and Dave Tepper does not seem to have that in it at all no D absolutely not I actually I don't know how someone on the Steelers didn't end up like kicking his ass at some point yeah because like he doesn't sound he doesn't seem like the type of guy that a lot of people around like in Pittsburgh would be super cool to just be like all right, we're going to let well, this rich so, dude tell us what to do. So like this now. is this is the thing that I think is worth asking is this a acting out kind of thing of now I have majority of control of a team. There is no Rooney family to tell me I can't behave this way. I think there's, I think that's probably part of it. I also think there's, I mean, maybe in Pittsburgh, he did sit yeah. back a lot more and he has always treated his time here as if he is some Messiah coming 100%. from an, a magical land where he is coming to bring us all of these gifts. Yeah. And frankly, that's, a big place my animosity comes from. He's extremely condescending to people yeah. who live here. I don't think he respects any of us at all. And yeah. I don't like being talked down to, quite frankly. And like, also, again, you know what? I just want to be like, hey, you own the team. Just coach him yourself. Yeah. Like, stop wasting everyone's time. Big, uh... I want to see one of these owners, like, just call him up, call the buff. All right, Jerry Jones, you go ahead. Didn't uh, go didn't ahead. Ted Turner do this with the Braves? I mean, it, for I, a while, I feel like something like that. I, <laughs> I mean, think he did. again, like if you don't get to be like this, that kind of dude without having a bit a huge ego, oh, of course, probably far more outsized than it deserves to be. There right? is, but like, like we're not quite at Emperor has no clothes yet on Tepper, but ew. we are at the place where it's like. Hey, the emperor constantly is dressing like a tablecloth at a barbecue restaurant owned by Dolly Parton. Like we it's embarrassing. We have to take this guy seriously because all the decisions go through it. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. And like and also and and I I mean, P.S. I have no problem. I know people have come down on his wife pretty yeah. hard because like, oh, she has a say in things. OK, why is she any less qualified than him? I was about to say, what how do we know? She's any less qualified. How do we know she is? <laughs> Y'all all feel like you're more qualified than him. Why wouldn't she be yeah, more qualified? 100%. And I mean, it sometimes feels like they're choosing people. Like, they're, it also feels frustrating because it feels like they're making like personnel decisions yeah. on, on vibes. Yes. 100% <laughs> they're making personnel on decisions on vibes. On, I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, you know, well, we got great vibes from. OK, cool. Like, I'm not saying Bryce Young's the wrong pick. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, oh, you know, he was, we got great vibes. They got great vibes but from him. That's the reason you're listen. Him? Listen, look at the <laughs> other two first round or, or top five quarterbacks. And that's right? the issue, like, right? That's why Bryce, Bryce is, is certainly the one that the baldy middle aged white guy would feel the most comfortable with. And oh, I say 100%. that as, as a baldy middle aged white guy that loves Bryce Young. Yes. I yes. know my own. Right. You know, I, I think there's, yeah, I mean, there's probably something to that. I mean, he seems very sweet and kind. Yeah, and, of course. You know, I'm sure he's lovely. So I'm, you know, I get it. You have great vibes, but like there are lots <laughs> of nice people that, you know, I, it's just, it's that kind of stuff though, right? Yeah. It's like, and then he always acts like he wants to outsmart everyone. And, and it's like, do you not oh, know no, that no Lord, owner is Lord, considered he smart? Doesn't, he doesn't act like he wants to outsmart everyone. He acts like he already has. Well, and that's the thing. Like, he doesn't realize because he thinks we're all dumb. Right. Like, he does. He thinks his little, like, the statements he makes or whatever are, like, 
charming us and that we're so fooled by him. <laughs> right. No, we all think you're like every the more, the more you speak, the more we think you don't know what you're actually doing. Right. And you're one of those owners yet again that has to try to like prove he was good at Madden or whatever, or like prove <laughs> that his high school football coach did him wrong. Right. And he really, you know, it's just so stupid. Like live out your fantasy some other way. You make billions. You could pay someone to play, play like a fake NFL game with you. Yeah. And, and or and you could coach a fake NFL game. You could pay that. <laughs> I'm sure people would do that for you. Yeah. Like, it's just get it out that way, man. I, I'm over it. Don't forget, we are on Origin Sports every Tuesday night at 7. Uh, that's right. We are on TV on uh, Origin Sports, Raycom's Fast Channel. You can get it on a variety of services, Samsung TV Plus, Roku, Amazon Freebie. Uh, it is everywhere. So be sure and join us every Tuesday night at 7 when this show drops. And then do us a favor and go to wherever it is you get the full version of the show. YouTube iTunes, wherever, and not only like and subscribe, but also take time to leave us a comment. That is how more people go about finding the show. Uh, Lauren, I want to turn our attention to the last Panthers quarterback that in, in unison, we all felt good about. And that is Cam Newton, because he was a guest this week on RG3 and the Ones. That is Robert Griffin III's new podcast. And he was asked point blank, what is the issue with Bryce Young right now? How do you feel? about Bryce Young being on the field right now. And here's what he had to say. What do you think Bryce Young needs to be the best he can be in Carolina? Leadership. I don't question Andy Dalton. I don't question the ownership. But the best thing, even for me, when I was a young rookie, was leadership. What do you want from Bryce? Because if I was in a position, I would have to say, let me console with him to say, are you ready? Do you feel comfortable in playing? There's something to be said about Tom Brady's evolving. There's something to be said about Patrick Mahomes evolving. We expect an instant grits when we should be waiting on Thanksgiving meal and preparation. I was so proud of him that he nailed the metaphor there. <laughs> I was like, because I kept waiting. I'm like, instant grits, but I'm like, oh, he's going to say something like, uh, it's, yeah. it's the buffet. Or right. I don't know. It's just going to be slightly wrong, but he said he nailed it. He nailed the metaphor. Uh, and, and I don't think he is wrong, although I, I will tell you, I kind of hate this, oh, he should get a year to learn kind of mentality because it does take the onus off of the fact that. The play calling is bad. The roster is bad. And I'm not saying that Bryce well, Young would be different on a great roster. I, I don't think, believe that. Yeah. I, I just think that that completely overlooks that the problems would be the problems for any rookie quarterback right now in Carolina. For sure. I mean, I think it's hard, right? Because, yeah, you want him to get reps. You want him to become comfortable with the speed of the game, things mm -hmm. like that. They're own five at this point, so who cares? Right. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, I mean, they probably will act like they do, yeah. right? And they'll, you know, but they should just, if they're smart, which is <laughs> giving a lot that's of, a big, yeah, that's a big, big assumption there. Yeah. Uh, but it, they, they should sound like, you know what? Just go play. Yeah. Just go play. Like, relax. We're, you know, we're own five. What's the worst that could happen? We win some games? Cool. Yeah. Like, and you get comfortable? Great. Like, take some pressure off the dude, man. Like, he's already feeling it in part because, like, obviously the stuff's happening around him. The offense is terrible. Mm -hmm. And then you look around and the guys drafted right beneath him are thriving. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, I, I talked about this with uh, with Sean Salisbury when he was part of the, the midweek talk through of when you're making that leap up a level high school to college, yeah. college to the NFL, whatever. Is it harder on kids that are considered like elite, you know, whether that is physically in Bryce's case, the, the mentally. And he said, yeah, he, he thinks he has seen enough evidence 
that it probably is that if you just say, hey, just go out there and play your game, and he's averaging two interceptions a game, like that could set him back forever. Like, I, I think that we are all well, of I'm us. I'm not saying, like, don't guide him. I'm no, just no, no, saying, no. I, like, I tell him to relax. I understand. <laughs> I think that my, my problem with this idea of, oh, just let him sit, like, it so simplifies what yeah. is going on. This is the most difficult position in American pro sports. I think some of what Cam was getting at was more along the lines of like, you can't just expect these things to happen. Like yeah. quarterbacks take time. Like what those quarterbacks are doing is not the rule. It's yeah. the exception, yeah, to be honest. Like maybe they have a good game here and there, but they probably have more bad ones mixed in with it. And I'm sure they still will. Like yeah. they, they've got time, you know, but at the same time, like that's just part of, that's part of being a rookie, to be honest. I think the only like questionable part of it is we haven't obviously we haven't seen Bryce have the really the up game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah, we're still for sure. waiting for that. I, I mean, mean, you could argue this yeah. was the up game, and that's not good. No, because here's my problem with arguing this is the up game. Okay, it, they were down 25 points when anything started happening, right. and it was very clear Detroit was like not as aggressive. Yeah. So for me, and that's what makes it hard too, because like yeah, he's getting reps, but he's also getting like like when he's having success, he's getting garbage time reps. Yeah. So it's almost like an illusion. Yeah. In a no, way. I, I think that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Robert Griffin the third on this podcast said that he thinks the biggest issue is pretty simple. There is no number one receiver in Carolina there's, right now. There's that, three number threes. Yeah, that Bryce can always Maybe know is there for him. Yeah. Who, who are you calling the two? I think on a, like, with a dynamic one, Thielen would be a good two. Thielen oh. could be a solid two. Okay, I don't know that. Just because you can trust him. That's not who I thought you were going to say, honestly. I thought you no. were going to say Chark. Uh, has, I, I'm sorry. Like, no, I, I, until he caught the top, I, I've barely seen him. Yes, so, I agree with you. He's probably great. They're not using it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they find, like, he caught a touchdown. Great. Again, like awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he did. It was a I thought it was a great play. Honestly, it was a great pass. Yeah. Catch all of it. Good. But I was still like, oh yeah, he's on the team. I shouldn't be thinking that. No, you absolutely <laughs> shouldn't. Here is uh here's Cam's response to the idea that uh Bryce does not have a number one receiver. And Lauren, I know you love Cam dearly. Uh, well, you know. This infuriated me. Uh oh. I think they tried to do it by committee with Thielen and Clark, but I put it like this. They have a team that could compete if Bryce Young was five years in the league. A, mm. I do love that he called mm -hmm. DJ Chark Clark. Yes, me too. But, but B, no, they don't. Right. I mean, I, I, I think like, uh, look, here's the thing about Cam, because you and I talked about yeah. this before the show a little bit. You could say a lot of things about Cam, right? And he is most of them. One thing he is that people don't talk about very often is he's kind of a management guy. Yeah. Like, you have never seen him come out and say anything negative about the way he was treated by the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you and, could make he, a case. And he would have a right to. Yes. You could make a case that they ruined his career, yeah. quite literally, yeah. with the way they handled his shoulder injury. Now, to be fair, Cam is often working against his own best interests as well to win football games. That's always who Cam's been. So even if they told him to rest, I don't know, maybe he fights it, whatever. I know he's been, you know, he told the rest and he said no yeah. before, but at the same time, like the way it was handled just top to bottom, it was not handled. Well, he was not treated well here at all. 100%. He would have every right to be coming out complaining all that stuff. He has said nothing. Mm -hmm. So like, if he's not going to say, I mean, he's not going to question management for stuff like that. Like, I don't see him being like, Oh yeah, they need weapons. You know, it's just, not, yeah. it's not his vibe. It's not Cam's vibe. I, I mean, I hear you. I, I hate that I about hate Cam too. because I, I do. Because I'm like, stick up for yourself. Yes. Because one thing we agree we <laughs> yeah. like about Cam is he is so unapologetic about who he is. Yes. He should be the guy. And saying, he is straight up one of a kind. That yes. Dude. Like, 
never seen anybody like him. I know I never will again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you're you're not wrong about that at, uh, at all. Uh, so we mentioned the midweek talk through episode that happens every Thursday. It is the second episode of this show you get each and every week. This week, my guest is going to be uh, former Dallas Cowboys head coach Dave Campo. Uh, that is a guy that has some uh, some um, experience dealing with a meddling owner, I would yeah. say. <laughs> hundred uh, percent. So Dave and I uh, will talk. Uh, you will hear that on Thursday on your podcast feed and here on YouTube. That uh, will not be on Origin Sports. Uh, let's talk about the NFC North, Lauren, because a couple of Panthers related oh. things happened. This okay. Week. First of all. Okay. I, I'm not trying to it's soothe. Fine. Whatever. I'm not trying to soothe the like the Panthers had a bad game. You can't get over that. But given what the NFC is this year? Am I crazy for thinking that Detroit might be like Super Bowl good? I love this, by the way, because I actually, I find Detroit to be very lovable. Sure. Like I genuinely, I was even tweeting with the Lions fan. I was like, I hope you guys do well. I, I really like you. And I usually don't say that about almost anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I'm angry inside and bitter. <laughs> but the Lions, I mean, Dan Campbell, like that's the dude who like cried, you know, his first year. I mean, I just, it, it hits you in the feels a little bit. You're like, oh, you know, that guy seems like a good dude. And I'm glad they're having success and I want good things for them. I've also been watching the NFL long enough to know that lion's gonna lie in a little bit sure and so like i hope that doesn't happen obviously but you know it's, I mean, look, it's always got to be out there as a specter jared goff went to the super bowl in what his third season in the league and he's yeah. so much better he now. looks great and I, I would have never thought this by he's the way. doing never. this with all right so jameson williams came back this week after his game length suspension you saw what he's doing with sam laporta yeah. david montgomery has had this career research like you can feel good about all yes. of the weapons because either they are young they found some sort of resurgence or they are making good on mistakes they made before. Like I, yeah. I like this team a lot. I do like them. I like them very much. Do I trust them? No. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And the idea of like putting a rooting interest even casually into them does scare me a little bit. Sure. I, I, I think that San Francisco and Philadelphia are yeah. way ahead of the rest of the NFC. Definitely. But I didn't feel like Philadelphia was way ahead of the NFC last year and they ended up at the Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm not really, dismissing I mean, the idea that Detroit could be there. I would love to see it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it would be so cool. I mean, Agreed. who wants to see, like, the same teams that are always it, there it like, year in and year out? remember the year that, like, we got, well, well, we got Pittsburgh from the AFC side and then Arizona from the NFC side? Like, we've experienced That would have been way cooler had it not been the way it happened. Oh, so, that's, that's right. <laughs> too soon. Sorry. Apologies. God, that game happened. That was the DeLome 7 turnover game, yeah, right? That it game was. happened on my mom's birthday. I'll yeah. never forget it. Oh. I was so mad. So I was furious. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other thing. Um, DJ Moore. Okay, fine, whatever. It's fine. I know. I get it. They DJ leave. Moore they thrive. Add him to the list. Uh, I want to bring up a tweet from somebody. Although actually, this is kind of a new thing for the Panthers, if we're being honest. What is that? Offensive weapon. I feel like it's newish. Like an offensive weapon leaving and thriving. Yeah. Like think about some of the bad wide receivers they've had on their roster. Those guys. It's not like those guys got cut and thrived elsewhere. That no, did very, not happen. very fair. They were just, or whatever. <laughs> they didn't get you know trade. Whatever it was. Like Steve Smith. Of course, he was going to thrive wherever he was, and it, you know did well in Baltimore for you know a couple of years, and then they retired. But like that that and that hurt me. Yeah. That hurt me to watch. I him remember just because it was in another uniform. Like it wasn't, I didn't blame him. I understood, yep. but I was like, oh, it just, it hit me right in the field. So DJ, did I, I didn't get attached to you on quite that level. Obviously. I mean, Smitty's like my favorite Panther of all time. So, right. you know, it's 
high bar to clear. But yeah, when you see those, especially like, here's the thing too, especially like for the bears, I think that's what makes it worse. It's not even <laughs> yeah. the DJ more part as much. It's like, they got our draft pick because they're smarter than we are. Of course. They have had an awful offense. And now all of a sudden he's right. Like he's getting numbers like that. Eight like, catches, 230 yards. And what was it? Three touchdowns. Can you imagine like if a Panthers wide receiver did that, I think my head would explode. Yeah, agreed. So I want to I want to share a tweet with yes. everybody. Okay. Taylor Dahl is a good friend of mine. I, I worked with her at the radio station she works at down in, in Jacksonville. I adore Taylor. Now, Taylor's rooting interests are but, the Chicago team. Sorry. Like, right? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. The butt's coming. Her rooting interests are the Chicago team. She hosts a podcast called Making Monsters, which is very much about the younger bears, right? She put out a tweet on Thursday night. Uh -oh. That said, Panthers fans told me he wasn't a wide receiver number one. What? Who, LOL. Who and I tweeted back to her. Which ones? I tweeted back to her. Hmm. I love Taylor. Genuinely one of my favorite people in this business. But absolutely no Panthers fan told her this. Uh, yeah, sorry. And <laughs> file that under things that never yeah, happened. I don't believe it for a second. Here's the thing, too. Like, I think this is also one of those major market condescension types of deals. Like, yeah. we're not all backwoods hick idiots. All right, y'all. Yeah. We just you know, the majority of us. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there aren't some amongst us, yeah. but y'all have dumb fans too, just because they don't speak with a southern accent. Right. Like, I just, I'm a, like, come on. No one said that to you. Yeah. No, no, I, if anyone said that to you, they were on drugs. Like, right. Like, I totally <laughs> believe that there are Panthers fans that said this is worth him. giving up for the number one yes. pick. Yes. Totally believe that. Not no, one but, of them, me. Yeah. But that's fine. No one asked me. I would tell you <laughs> that I think the majority of the conversation this season has been about if you were drafting Bryce Young without DJ Moore, yeah. why were you drafting Bryce and Young? That's, I mean, honestly, that was my biggest question mark yeah, coming into the year. And then it's like all of a sudden, oh, lo and behold, that's a problem. Yeah. Who could have foreseen? <laughs> I don't know. Just me, regular civilian person not being paid millions of dollars. This is why I want to like run my head into the wall every week. I'm yeah. like, well, how are you like this? Why? Yeah, agreed. Oh. So sorry. Oh, I'm hot now. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Lauren. Uh, so obviously the focus of this show is Bryce Young and the offense, but I think we have to look at the defense and acknowledge it probably was one of the worst performances of the year, if not the worst. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's one of the better offenses they face. So there's that and it's fine. But like, let's be real. The run defense has been a concern for sure all year. They have gotten much better pressure on opposing quarterbacks. We've seen that. And and I think too, the injuries are really just starting to kind of pile up. And so to your point about, they have gotten pressure on opposing quarterbacks in the first half. That's what really stood out to me about, Oh, this is a bad game. Like, yeah. Cause Detroit they weren't did yeah. whatever they wanted. Five they drives. In the half, them ended in touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And, and also, um, and look, I am always flummoxed by this at whatever level of football. Cause I've seen all kinds of teams do this. The amount of cushion they are giving opposing receivers, I just don't understand. Yeah. I, well, maybe that's the cornerback depth issue, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know they're down to fewer cornerbacks than yeah. they like to be at this point, fewer defensive backs in general yeah. that are healthy. So I'm sure that plays a little bit of a role, too. And I guess Detroit does have some dangerous guys that can get behind you, for sure. So I can kind of see that, too. Yeah, I mean, look, that's why... And this team cannot handle an oopsie score that you 100 percent. i mean look jameson williams coming back in this game is exactly what you talked about like he can get behind you yeah they drafted uh jameer gibbs to do the exact same thing coming out of the backfield i feel like this is one of those things too where like 
the team is symbi- symbiotic, right? Where mm. if you have a bad offense, it impacts the way you can defend. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> yeah. does. You can't go crazy after the quarterback and take risks on defense because then you might give up a score and then your offense well, ain't going to score more right. than once. Right. More than, oh, okay. We'll just need three field goals to make this up. Cool. Six touchdowns for Detroit <laughs> compared to two punts. Yeah, I saw the first punt, and then they said it was the first punt because I didn't know that right. yet. I hadn't settled back in yet, and I'm like, oh. It was on back-to-back drives. It was almost like Detroit needed a break. Kids mm-hmm. back-to-back drives, they punted, then they just get right back to being a scoring machine. The thing that I think, and again, like we'll tie in the Bears here, like David Montgomery was washed by the time yeah. they signed him. He's not Barry Sanders, and that's what it looked like. To your point, like, yeah. it's the run defense is a problem. Before this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we saw um, against Minnesota, I feel like some larger holes than you yep. would want to see uh, running backs running through, and that's not great. You can't stop the run in the NFL. You can't. Yeah. You're done. Like, you're toast. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw enough good things earlier in the year that I'm at least optimistic that they and, and can that's stop why, and limit bad offense. Yeah, and that's and why I want to that's why I want to like emphasize like yeah. this was their worst game. I yeah. don't think it's a lost cause, right. but this was really bad by comparison to what we've seen. It was. And I, honestly, I'm at this point and you I don't know if you saw Frank Reich after the game was like, look, he mentioned Brian Burns specifically mm-hmm. and was like he's been around the league a long time, he's a great player. He deserves better than this. Yeah. And I was like it's weird. Can anyone do anything about that? Well, I mean, but see, this was the thing too, is like, because I, I no, want to say they right. pointed this out in the second quarter, like, man, the offensive line for the Lions handled Burns. Like yeah. they, they didn't let Burns have, or actually let me, let me rephrase. There was one time Burns got around his yeah, guy and he was one. coming back in from behind golf and they got to him immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they shut him down. And listen, I agree with Reich. Like, Brian Burns is really good. Brian Burns is better talent level than this team deserves right now. But when even he cannot break through and make and a like play, make a big difference. Right? Yeah, there is there is just something off about the defense. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is as simple as the injuries are piling up. I think the morale is probably. I mean, it and would be for me. Look, I'd be we, like, for what? What's the point? Yeah, and look, we can't dismiss like the Zavala injury probably changed the mood sure. of the sideline There's, for a while. Yeah, I'm sure that, that it probably took wrong. some people's focus uh, away for a little bit. But this was a bad game. And, yeah, and, and all you can really do, like top to bottom, bad game on both sides of the ball. All you can do is bury the tape and not exactly. talk about it. Again. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not remotely in panic mode with them yet. I'm not that it even matters if they're good. Like that's yeah. the thing. And that's what I wonder if they're feeling. Yeah. Like at a certain point you just go, well, what are we doing? Yeah. Why? They, I mean, so they're the last winless team in the NFL, right? I'm aware. Yeah. Um, yes, they are. But at the same time, you know, they haven't had a performance the way that like the Cowboys did against the 49ers this week. They haven't had a performance like, well, this was close. This was close, <laughs> but they haven't had something like, like the Broncos against the Dolphins. I don't know. Monday night was pretty embarrassing, though. Monday night was that really was pretty bad. bad. That it, was the low. It was really bad, but Even I wonder. Even though this game was like scoreboard wider disparity, yeah. that game was more embarrassing because of the way it played out. I wonder, though, if people in Denver looked at that game the way we look at 70 to 20. Oh, no. I, you know? I don't think you can. And that's one of those things. Is just, yeah, agreed. Any, on college, even college. Agreed. Like, when Clemson got 70 hung on them. That was like a program-changing moment for yeah. them because they were like, well, that's unacceptable. That can never yeah. happen again. And look, there yeah. is a spotlight on the Cowboys the way there will be on no other organization So do we laugh when they get the blown NFL. out? Yes. Yeah, but see, Collectively. those blowouts, or those two individual things feel so much worse than anything that Panthers have experienced this year, but there's no denying that we are a worse team. 
Oh yeah. And and the 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 reason for optimism is scant compared to those two, even though there's no, like, not a lot of reason for optimism. Should in I ask for people to submit reasons for me to feel optimism that I can't refute? Uh, you know what? You, because you have a comment section under the video on YouTube. Yeah. You have a comment section on every episode of your, I mean. Well, I know. What is it? Maybe what is you it can though? tell me what the comments say that are yeah, answering I'll be my question. I'll okay, be happy thanks. to look at I don't. A, a lot of them are, I'm sure you make good casseroles. You uh, uh, right. are probably Maybe a, a sandwich mother. request or two. Because <laughs> right. that's very original. I mean, I love sandwiches. So yeah, I, I, I'll uh, make some recommendations, but I ain't making you anything. I don't I'm even not, make my own sandwiches. By the way, uh, by I, I, at this point now where my daughter would rather skip any meal that I make for her and just make herself a sandwich. And I am more put off by the lack of originality of her sandwiches than well, her see, not wanting my cooking. Okay, to be fair, you would, yeah, you would not like the way I eat. <laughs> I, I, I go, I go sometimes months at a time eating the exact same meal for some meals. Yeah. Like months. Yeah. Like I have eaten hummus and carrots for my first meal every day for probably four months now. I'm only on like a four different item rotation for breakfast. And it's all some variation of eggs and sausage. Yeah, no, for sure. But like I, I get in these, like if I find something works for me, sure. I'm rolling with it. <laughs> We're riding that thing out, baby. Yeah. Now the other night uh, I made this, uh, I made like a hash brown uh, and bacon casserole, like, you know, breakfast food, like my daughter likes. And she would rather have had uh, just, you know, turkey and mustard on stale ass bread. And I was so offended. Well, the mustard is offensive for oh, me. I enjoy a good mustard. Yeah, I, I only like mayonnaise, which I know bothers some people, but I don't care. <laughs> Proud mayo aficionado. Mm. I mean, why continue the show at this point? <laughs> We're so put off by this team. We're talking about condiments. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> All right. Oh, I it there. Carolina Panthers, the mayonnaise. No, they're not even the mayonnaise. No, they're not mayonnaise even the mayonnaise. Good. No. Okay. They're the soggy bread. No one likes. They're the mustard water of teams. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. They're hot dog water. 